there. <laughs> Yet again, you catch me off guard. You're like a podcast ninja. <laughs> trying to start things without up, me knowing. I'll sneak up on you. I see that. I see that. This is where we always wanted to be. Glad to be down here on a Saturday. I braved the Nashville traffic <laughs> to get down here. It's definitely a thing. And I, and I don't understand it. I will never understand Nashville traffic. I was telling you, I don't understand volume delays. I don't understand. Volume delays. I don't understand coming around the curve on I-24 when you come around to the left when it merges with 40. And it's just like everything screeches to a halt. Well, let's get to the root of it. People do not know how to merge. They, well, they don't know how to zip emerge. No, <laughs> zip emerge. Zip emerge. Th- there you go. That's okay. exactly right. They don't know how to do it. They do not know how to do that. They don't pay attention to. Oh, and, and then and my favorite mm-hmm. is people won't let you in because mm-hmm. they don't want to get wherever they're going one car length slower than they normally would if they let you in. Well, you see, yeah. it's a competition. It is apparently. Yes, it's a know? competition, and see if you get in front of them, then they've somehow lost. They don't win. <laughs> yeah, they don't win. Whatever that means. Um, so yeah, anyhow, I'm glad to be down here. I'm glad to be, and by down here, I mean East Nashville, <laughs> East nasty. <laughs> do you, do you call it that ever? I don't. Since you live in it. I'm glad to hear that because it That's felt for, really weird coming out of my mouth. As for bumper now. stickers and, and such. And, and for people who just. And, and the Airbnb ears. Yes. Yes. The Airbnb and The bachelorette parties and the tourists. Ugh. Oh my gosh. You know, we just let them do their thing. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a whole nother podcast. I know, it's a whole nother story. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? We can talk about Nashville, just the, the bachelorette industry, the tourist I, industry, the, the influx of people industry. You know, that is a whole nother, that's oh, a whole nother podcast. It's, for yes. sure. It is, and I look forward to it. But today, <laughs> but not Susan, today, Satan. <laughs> not today, Satan. Not today, son. Well, where where have you been lately? Well, I just got back last week from Oxford, Mississippi. Ooh. Not Mississippi, Mississippi. Mississippi. That's what I call it too. <laughs> and um, Mississippi. Mississippi. And I don't know. Uh, who all's ever been to Oxford, but it is just the prettiest little, and I do mean little, place. Uh, I know the University of Mississippi is there. Uh, Ole Miss, to, you know. To the uninitiated. To <laughs> but it's, uh, it's a cute little place. It has a really nice square, lots of boutiques, lots of... Um, cute little cute stores. Cute stores, restaurants, all kinds of things. The best bookstore I think I have ever been in in Square Books, uh, which I believe is considered one of the best bookstores in the United States, and um, you know just all kinds of all kinds of cute things. And you know, you and I went to Oxford. We did go to Oxford. <laughs> okay. I've been initiated. Yes, yes. You and I went to Oxford a couple of years ago. See what what had happened was, you and I usually go to new orleans every year for the like the last this will be our sixth year this mm-hmm. year yeah we're gonna go we're planning on march yeah but that's another podcast and we thought <laughs> maybe we should try something different mm-hmm. and we did 
Because I remember how it happened. I remember, I remember exactly where I was. I was sitting in my bonus room at home looking at my Southern living <laughs> in my comfortable green chair. <laughs> I sound like such an old person. <laughs> yeah, Momo. I sound like a grandparent. <laughs> looking at your old Southern living magazine. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I remember looking through my Southern living, and there was an article in there about Southern road trips, and one of them had to oh, do. I remember this. Yeah, yeah, one of them had to do with the. I think it was called the Blues Highway. I believe mm-hmm. it's Highway 61 down through um, the Delta, down through Clarksdale, and everything from Tunica. Yeah, is it? We started. We started. Do we start in Memphis? Where do we go? No. Where do we start at? From. <laughs> Well, I remember looking... Well, first of all, we built it around wanting to stay at the Shack Up Inn in Clarksdale. Now, remember? Because I was like, look at this place and yes. you have to you have to look at you have to look at this and we have to do this. Yes. Oh, and uh, since you're all about Americana music and you know, blues, we love the blues. We do love the blues. Roots music, things mm-hmm. like that, and totally respect the blues and kind of, you know, it being the progenitor mm-hmm. of many the things. The paterfamilias. Yes. So, you know, I thought that was a really, um, I don't know, that was something that was really different for us to do. That was something that was very unlike New Orleans. It, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> in so that may many be the ways. understatement of the century. <laughs> I know. But I remember we had also recently both watched the Muscle Shoals do- uh, documentary on Netflix because yep. you and I will watch a documentary. We will. We, we do love us a documentary. <laughs> well, so yeah, I remember we uh, went. We wanted to go to Muscle Shoals. We did. And so um, you know, it's not that far from here, really. Mm-hmm. And we took back roads and everything. And I remember going down to Muscle Shoals. We went to Fame Studios. They let us in. Yeah, into... but what did we do before that? Do you remember when we went to? Was that? Did we go to Tupelo before? We went to Fame. No, we went to Tupelo right after. It was okay. on our way. Oh, the Elvis Presley birthplace. Yes, we did. <laughs> well, first, okay, so we get down to Muscle Shoals, which if you aren't familiar with the South or geography, um, ain't too far from here. So mm-hmm. it's like an hour and a half away from here. In South. Florence, Florence yeah. Alabama. My birthplace, Florence, yes. Alabama. <laughs> I haven't been there since I was nine months old. There's nothing else for me to do. Continue. So we went, uh, we started on our trip. We, we packed up lots of LaCroix. We had lots of LaCroix water. So much LaCroix in a big old cooler, mm-hmm. which was really great. Because we, you know, we aren't sure. It's it's like deep south and we've known from experience that there's some places that don't have it at the at the Quickie Mart. So we had to take it with us. That's correct. <laughs> Susan had a crisis moment coming back through Arkansas where she couldn't find sparkling water. Yeah, sparkling water in Arkansas. Arkansas, get on your stuff. <laughs> get it together, Arkansas. Anyway, we went to uh, we went to Florence and we saw Fame. Well, mm-hmm. first Muscle we saw Shoals. Muscle Shoals Sound, mm-hmm. and it wasn't open, but we just went. It was that 1852. Oh, gosh, it's, oh, I can't remember. It was the, the studio, the, uh, it's, when you see a picture of a highway, or a picture of Muscle Shoals, uh, it's where the Rolling Stones recorded, yeah. um, all and kinds of And we took a folks. picture by that sign, Yes, we? we did. Yeah. Yes, yes. So we, we walked around the building, because we couldn't go in, it wasn't open yet. Right. Um... And then we hopped in the car and we made it on down to Florence to Fame. No, that's still in Muscle Shoals. Still in Muscle Shoals. Uh-huh. Went down to Fame and we walked in and they were surprised to see us, I guess. 
<laughs> they were like, hi. They were super Welcome. sweet. And they said, y'all want to go on a tour? And then they took us back into the studio. Um, and it was really a really neat experience. It's real, um, real vibey in there. Got mm-hmm. parquet floors and just one big room got some rugs down there and lots of wires and microphones and little booths and it is in no way a modern Mm-mm. place it is it is uh what do you call um paneling on the walls yeah there's wood and, paneling on the walls yeah it was very it, i don't know if it's been touched since about 1972 <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. But they gave us a tour, and that was mm-hmm. really cool. We bought the t-shirt. Bought t-shirts we because did. you know it doesn't happen that's, if you don't have a t-shirt right. or put it on Facebook. That's right. Um, and then, so then after we went to Tupelo, is that when we did that? Was that after Fame? Yeah, we went to Tupelo after that because we were like, "Hey, let's go to the birthplace <laughs> of Elvis Presley. Why not?" Which was pretty cool. Uh, we didn't go in the museum, but it was just a little tiny white house. Mm-hmm. Um, like. It looked like it was maybe three rooms inside mm-hmm. that little tiny house. I remember Tupelo was the cutest little town. Tupelo was really cute. It I, was I'd go so back cute. there. I would absolutely go back there. Do you know they have a little airport? No. They do. And well. Yes, they do. <laughs> and little puddle jumpers flying there. I mean, like commercial, like Delta or US Air or something like that. Delta. They have, they they have little, <laughs> in the Delta. <laughs> no, but they have little puddle jumpers that come in there. I don't that. I just found that out last week. Well, not from personal experience, just from hearing someone tell about it. Well, you know what? My goal is to learn something new every day, and that was it. There you go. Mm-hmm. You know, you can use that in your next round of Jeopardy. Oh. <laughs> so we went. Uh, we went to Tupelo and went to. We we just kind of drove down a little strip. We didn't stop anywhere because <clears throat> we had to get toward Oxford because we had an appointment with somebody. We did have an appointment with somebody, and that somebody's name is Jimbo Mathis. And Jimbo Mathis is the creative mastermind behind a band that I used to be obsessed with and kind of still am uh, called Squirrel Nut Zippers back in when I was in college I was a swing dancer mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and admit it <laughs> I'm not ashamed of it no I never knew how to do that <laughs> I remember Squirrel Nut Zippers because I mean that kind of music was real big when I was it's probably like 96 97 98 yeah, it was a swing right in there re- swing revival uh-huh right, right and right. um yeah, that I remember. I think I was in law school when all that stuff was coming out, and um, I did not know that he. I did not know that Jimbo was a like. I didn't know his name. I knew Squirrel Nut Zipper's name. But when mm-hmm. I found out that we were going to be going down there and you were going to be interviewing him, well, <laughs> I just didn't know what to do with myself. Well, see, here's the, here's a little backstory. So. I became familiar with the Squirrel Nut Zippers when I was in college at NC State, and they they were based out of Chapel Hill and would tour around the Triangle all the time. So I would follow them, you know, if they played in the Triangle, I was there wherever they played. And um, I just, I loved that band. And then uh, I interviewed Jimbo. He had some solo stuff coming out uh, a couple years ago, and I interviewed him about his solo stuff and um, had a great time talking to him. And Try not to fangirl too hard. Uh, <laughs> but then when I found out we were going to Oxford, I, I contacted his people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, can you put me up in touch with Jimbo? Because I want to learn about the blues. Mm-hmm. Now, for the for those that don't aren't familiar with Jimbo Mathis, the man is a walking music encyclopedia. He's incredible. <laughs> I was so impressed. He knows everything about music, about the blues, about where things come from musically. Um and he can play all kinds of stuff. He's just, he's, 
he's just fun. And so and I, unique. He is very Let's just very say that. Unique. So I, I emailed him and I was like, hey, Jimbo, uh, my best friend and I are coming down to your neck of the woods. And I was wondering if I could email you and if you are not email you. I was wondering if you would teach me about the blues. And he said, why, sure. So we made an appointment with him and he asked us to meet him at his house, which was pretty cool. And so we just followed him back to his cabin that he lives in. And uh, he had been cooking chicken legs for his dog on the grill. (laughs) He was still cooking. And then uh, we walked up to the porch, and he had a big old cooler, a Miller Lite, and asked us if we wanted one. Of course, we declined at that time. And he had a Grammy. He did. Well, no, No. not a Grammy. The thing was, he he had a platinum record record Mm -hmm. hanging outside. By his front door. It was on a screened-in porch. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. By his front door. The Grammys were in the uh, in the shed shed. out back. (laughs) Yeah, he's like they're back there. So I said, Jimbo, you got your you got your record out here, and he goes, Yeah, my wife made me put this out here. All the Grammys and stuff were out in the shed in the back. (laughs) Uh, So clearly, he cares. Clearly, he's obsessed with awards and it matters and and affirmation. He doesn't need it. He's very talented man. Mm -hmm. So he invited us into his cabin, and he. Proceeded for the next hour to tell us everything that could possibly be known about the origin of the blues in the Delta. And it was just amazing. I mean, we had the best time just Mm -hmm. sitting there talking to him in his house. He's so knowledgeable. He was knowledgeable. And they gave us a a book. uh, There's a book by a man named Alan Lomax who, back in the mid-20th century, rode around and recorded old blues men. And kind of did like a like a history of music, blues, um, and he had a book, and so Jimbo gave me the book to read, um, which was really cool. And uh, yeah, so we were on our way up to Oxford, where we ate some delicious food at the was it City, City Grocery. Grocery. Uh huh. Uh huh. We had some good old good food, and we went to the bookstore. And yeah, and then we we stayed at the Graduate, which was a, just a really cute hotel. In there, well, we remember did, they had those. That did are they the place that had Frosé? Yes, yes, and of course after that it became big almost everywhere. Yeah, but we so, that's the first I was place so we had seen that. Excited about Frosé. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bar and restaurant at the top called the Coop, and that's right. it uh, had yeah. <laughs> Frosé, frozen rosé. So <laughs> thanks for clarifying that for well, us. Well, <laughs> you know, not everybody <laughs> might know, but but uh, yeah, it was really it was cute. And um, was the cute. next day we went back up to Memphis, which I was also in. Wait, last, from Oxford we went up to Memphis. Really? Mm-hmm. And then we went back to Clarkston. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we went to Memphis and uh, we went to uh, we went to Bill Street and mm-hmm. saw this band. <gasps> That has now broken out a little bit, called Southern Avenue. I remember you live, well, back then it was like live Facebooking instead of, yeah. you know, there, I don't know, I, it, that's, you know, two a little over two years ago, and it's hard to remember. But I, I remember we loved them so much that you live Facebooked them. Mm, they were so good. Yeah, and then they had just gotten signed to Stax, mm-hmm. which is an affiliate of Concord music group and uh now i've i've interviewed them and seen them play and they were at americana fest a few weeks ago did you see them play at americana fest mm-hmm, i did because they're that's right you yeah. uh sent me a video yeah. from there yeah. 
Uh, so good. Yeah, they were. They're just so good. Mm. Um, so we went on Bill Street. And we we discovered Southern Avenue. Yes. Um, at one of the that's blues, the band blues bars. <laughs> yes. We also had a life changing experience at Civil Rights Museum, which mm. we still talk about to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't been to the Civil Rights Museum in Memphis and you find yourself in this neck of the woods, you should definitely take an afternoon and go through it and like really kind of absorb everything that's that you're being presented with because it will it'll change your perspective, it'll change your life. It will flip your script. And you know what? I think that Jimbo talking to Jimbo um, really primed us to go to that. We wanted to go to that anyway. We did. But Jimbo being such a again historian of that area and he's from that area and what happened in that area matters to him and he's trying to kind of preserve oral histories of what happened in that area. Mm-hmm. I remember him talking about all the cotton fields that we were seeing down there and all the flat lands and there were a lot of cotton fields. It was during cotton season mm-hmm. when we went, which was in September. And he, I remember him saying, you know, just imagine that this all used to be forest. Virgin forest uh-huh. with huge cypress trees. And it all had to be cleared by somebody. And, and yeah. so it was cleared by slave labor. Mm-hmm. And that, I don't know, that hit me mm-hmm. in a certain way. I don't, I don't know. And so going to the, uh, na- the Civil Rights Museum the next day and seeing, you know, they start off where... I suppose where we started off, which I guess is where the museum starts off, is kind of uh, slavery and um, slave ships bringing mm-hmm. um, the slave Africans mm-hmm. to the United States and or, you know, whatever, the colonies at that time. And it is just an absolutely eye-opening, um, flip-your-script experience. Overwhelming. Very overwhelming, overwhelming. Very emotional. In a good way. In a good oh, way. Yeah. I consider myself absolutely changed and enlightened. Me too. From all of that. For sure. And it was absolutely wonderful. But then after Memphis, we went down to Clarksdale. Which I've always wanted to go to. The Crossroads. Mm, the Crossroads. And we did go to the Crossroads where Robert Johnson, one the great blues man Robert Johnson was... The legend is that he went to the crossroads and sold his soul to the devil so he could be such a good blues man and play music so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did. We went down the crossroads. There's a big old blue guitar, like, hanging up like a big sign that's a blue guitar at the crossroads. Do you know what I remember about the crossroads? There's a real good the barbecue tamale, place. The tamales. There, there's a real good barbecue place called Abe's, and I remember right. I had we, some of those Delta tamales. We, we ate at Abe's. Delta tamales. De- oh. Uh-oh. I think you did something there. I did. Uh-oh. Del tamales. Okay, I'm going to let it go. <laughs> Don't want it. I'm gonna absorb that. Okay. So we went to Abe's, which is this. It looks like this little dump. Those are the kinda, best places. And we love it. We love you, Abe's. We don't. We don't mean to call you a dump. No. But you're, it's a little divey kind of place, and they had mm-hmm. real good barbecue and tamales. And if you've never been to the Delta, they're known for tamales. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so we went there, and then we made our way after we did all the touristy blues highway things. We went down to Clarksdale. Which is home of the blues also, you know. And went and stayed up at a a little place called the Shack Up Inn. And this place, I can't even describe how unique this place is. I remember when we, when I first read about it in the Southern Living. (laughs) Okay, Mama. I know. (laughs) It seemed like such a uh, unique place. And and it is. Um, You know, there's a lot of tourists, blues tourists, music tourists that come down through... Clarksdale and down through the 
Blues Highway and in the Delta because it's just so rich in history. It's funny you say that because mm-hmm. when we were staying at the Shack Up Inn, there was that whole group of people from New Zealand. New Zealand. Zealand. That's right. And I'm still friends with one of those folks. Yes. Comes to Nashville every year. For Americana Fest <laughs> yeah. or something, right? Roger, yeah. So yeah. We, we hung out this year, too. Um, and so I, you know, I guess I didn't realize it was so much of a thing, but uh, this music tourism and everything, I mean, worldwide people come down through there. And so whenever I saw Shack Up Inn and it was recommended in again, Southern Living, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, the the seal of approval for me, (laughs) that or Gardening Gun. Well, you know, (laughs) we have to have our standards. right. And you know, the thing about Shack Up Inn is what they've done is they've taken, it's a very particular aesthetic. Mm -hmm. The sharecropper cabins have been refurbished mm-hmm. and placed kind of in a like a circle behind mm-hmm. the main building of the Shack Up Inn. Mm-hmm. You can stay in the cabins, uh, or you can stay in the main building, which is where we stayed, where, oh. where the, the juke joint is. It's the juke joint. That was my favorite <laughs> thing. We stayed in the, I can't remember what it was called, but we had a balcony overlooking the performance area and the bar and kind of where you go get bagels in the morning and all that kind of thing. Um the, the continental breakfast that was like coffee and a bagel. Yeah, it was like bagel. They have, you know, your cream cheese tubs <laughs> yeah, down there. You could have pulled a bagel out of its plastic yeah, sleeve. Yeah, no, hey, whatever works. It's not a fancy place. But boy, it was so unique. And these places, they are, they're clean. They're meant to look sort of ramshackle. Mm-hmm. And they're meant to look a very certain way, kind of like an old country sharecropper cabin things that are weathered but they're it's all very very clean but it's like the guys from what's that show american pickers Mm. furnished it it's a very it's an american pickers version of shabby chic that's the only way i know how to put it but i have to tell you that is one of my favorite places i have ever stayed in my life because it is probably the most unique place i've ever stayed Mm -hmm. um i would absolutely love. We stayed in a the room that had the like little a, balcony overlooking. It was like a little kind of a suite. We had yeah, a we had a little living room. And... But I would love to stay in one of those sharecropper crap, cabins. Yeah, me too. But... And then uh, you know, at night we went down because Clarksdale's got <laughs> the blues bars. And there's Reds, and then there's Ground, Ground Zero, Zero, owned by Morgan Freeman and, and our friend, the mayor Bill Luckett, <laughs> who we hung out with at the bar that night. Yes. Uh, but there's an old, like, 1980s-era limousine that'll come pick you up at the Shack Up Inn and take you down to Ground Zero for free. Yep. And it's driven by one of the guys who works in the kitchen. Which just is whenever he's done, when he, whenever <laughs> he has a break from frying things up <laughs> They or send him out to go pick people up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I think that's exactly what happened. Yeah, it was fun. I had a great time. It was. Because the Shack Up Inn is a little bit out of town maybe oh five miles five or so miles, and so miles. you know it, you, it's it's kind of in the middle of nowhere outside clarksdale so you kind of want something to mm-hmm. but somebody who knows what they're doing but it was just the most fun it was a pretty fun trip and it, it's funny because you know, we're both actually reading a book right now mm-hmm. called uh, dispatches from pluto yes which is about um an uh, like a journalist who went to go live in the delta um and he has recounted his stories about Clarksdale and going to Ground Zero and um, Shack Up Inn. Shack Up Inn, yeah, and, and talking about po monkeys, which we oh, didn't get yeah. to. We didn't get to go hit because 
Poe Monkey had died, and they, the fate of Poe Monkeys was uncertain at that time. And he had just died in Poe Monkeys. Like, like a week or that, two before. In the room behind it where he slept, which I was... I really had wanted to go there. I yeah. mean, we went and we got pictures. Yeah. It is out in the middle of nowhere. Marigold. Yes, nowhere Marigold. And uh, Poe Monkeys is this dilapidated, mm. like, clabbered shack. That's It's a shack. I, I don't really know how else to say it. Piece together, things pieced together to make a shack. And it was a juke joint, and it was a really popular one, Uh People would go there and dance, and there'd be music and stuff, and it's kind of legendary. But poor old Paul Monkey, the owner, had passed away by the time we got there, and we didn't get to go. They they were closed because they weren't sure what was going to happen, and I still don't know actually if it's still open. But it was it's a legendary place. Yeah, I don't know. And it's funny that Poe Monkeys is the picture that's on the front cover of of this book. This patches from Pluto. and it's Pluto being the the plantation that right. the owner lives on so in the Delta. In it's the a Delta. whole. It's kind of a. I'm really. I'm halfway through the book, and yeah. I'm really enjoying. It. I'm reading it, and Susan's listening to it, and I'm really enjoying it because it's interesting to read about a real outsiders, and by a real outsider, I mean this guy's from England. He's British. His, yeah, he's British. His girlfriend he's is, from, I think, from Arizona. Arizona and and so, they moved there from New York City. Yeah, and so they are 100% outsiders. Not mm-hmm. Southern, not... And there's a part... In the book, he, he talks a few times how it's always emphasized to him how the Delta is the most Southern place. It's the like, South of the South. It's the South of the South. <laughs> and so, I mean, I don't know that I would disagree with that, honestly. I definitely wouldn't disagree. And so it's a I, different place. Oh, it is. It is. And it's just, it's interesting to read. There are so many, uh, in, um, fun things to read in here in the book, uh, observations, his fun observations about food and, People and socioeconomic things, uh, very complicated race relations. That's true, yeah. That there is nothing simple about that. It's very complicated, um, especially in in the Delta as well. Mm-hmm. Which I, I, you know, again, I'm only halfway through it, but it is just fascinating to really read his account, and um, I find myself wanting to, like, really wanting to devour the rest of this book because. The way he writes, it's a, it's very easy to read, mm-hmm. and you know, us having been there, mm-hmm. it's it's fascinating to me. And I think I got the recommendation for this book from a friend of mine from high school who actually lives in Mississippi, north of oh, I think it's right outside Memphis, not far outside Memphis anyway, and she recommended it. And yeah, so, and you recommended it to me, mm-hmm. and it just happened to be available. When I mean, it, it came available through my library, my digital, <laughs> my digital reading app. So it's by the guy's name is Richard Grant. Grant, Richard yeah, Grant. Richard that's Grant. it. And uh, I mean, I just don't know if I could imagine being from New York City and coming down to the Mississippi Delta, finding an old plantation house, buying it in the middle of nowhere. I mean, he talks about having. A, he learned how to hunt. And, you know... I can't do that. I can't either. Uh -uh. I can't hunt. Um, But just, like, hunting and then 
the propane bills, how they were so high, so it, didn't, it kind of went without heat for a while. And it would be in the 30s, in and the they're 30s. just like dressed out and in had, long like, johns you know, and long everything. Long johns and three sweaters and jackets and coats yeah. and blankets all around them. So, I don't know. I mean, I admire him for his his adventurousness and his tenacity, but, um, you know, he goes through and talks about all the strange things that happen there, and and especially for some, for outsiders who aren't used to you the southern way of life but then the delta way of life mm-hmm. um it's really uh, it's really interesting to hear his perspective it is it's fascinating really i was talking to my husband about it this morning and just kind of telling him how much i'm enjoying the book and i think i had texted you the last day or two and i was like let's talk about this book and let's talk about our mississippi trip on our next podcast and so i was telling him i was coming down here and what we were probably going to talk about and so I just, he kind of asked me a question or two about the book and I was telling him, um, I don't know if it's something that he necessarily would want to read because I think that in a way, I don't know that you have to necessarily visit the Delta in order to really appreciate this because I think you definitely can um, without having been there. But, and I certainly don't want to come across as any kind of know-it-all about the Delta. Oh, I mean, I've been either. there for what, a minute <laughs> yeah. based on everyone else? <laughs> But, I mean, this guy from England has been there a whole lot longer than I have. I mean, I'm, you know, I live in Tennessee. But it it really kind of cements some of the things, I think, in my head. he, He talks about how so many of the towns in the Delta are declining Mm -hmm. as far as not just population, but in living conditions, nothing new is being built. Things are dilapidated. I remember specifically saying that about Clarksdale. Clarksdale, we were downtown and there were Mm -hmm. so many abandoned buildings, Mm -hmm. even in the downtown. I mean, there was a nice little coffee shop and then the Cat Head where we went, uh, Mm -hmm. the music store, and Mm -hmm. they had some cool stuff in there. But everything was dilapidated and decaying and besides like the blues museum there's a couple of blues museums down there it was just it was really sad because it was it could be a whole lot more but yeah it definitely holds a, a soft place in my heart i would absolutely go back one day mm-hmm. um in hopes that it would be maybe another coffee shop open mm-hmm. downtown maybe a couple of boutiques or a specialty like a listening room mm-hmm. or something like that i don't know well if you're interested in reading the book that Ashley and I are talking about, it's called Dispatches from Pluto, and it's by Richard Grant. And I love uh, it. Pluto is the plantation that Mr. Grant purchased to live on. Um, mm-hmm. And it's he just tells the story of moving there from a faraway place and ingratiating himself into the community and how people just kind of loved on him. And the the eye-opening observations about the culture and then figuring out how he might or might not fit into it. So it's pretty pretty fascinating book. I would definitely recommend it. Mm-hmm. And it only, it takes place within the last very few years. Yeah. It's not something that's like 20 years ago or anything. It's yeah. it's in the last very few, maybe four or five years, something like that. Mm-hmm. I can't really I so. specifically remember, but that's, uh, I think it was published maybe two years ago. Yeah. And then what I'll do, I have, you know, a bunch of our pictures that we took from that trip. And I'll post them on our Instagram page. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. What is it? TSB Funcast uh-huh. is the, <laughs> I have to remember the Instagram page and the um, the Facebook page as well. So that, I mean, I just, it's a fascinating place. It was a wonderful trip. Highly recommend if you're at all interested in Southern history, blues history, music at all, roots, the roots of the music that we listen to, I highly recommend 
just taking some time to do it. Uh, go down, you know, start in Memphis and go down the Blues Highway. And it's it's not, I mean, Clarksdale's what, about an hour from Memphis? Maybe a little more? Probably. It's not, it, it's an easy drive. I mean, if you go through Tunica Gambling, you can keep going down to Clarksdale. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. Yeah, you can go down to Clarksdale. Go put on your tracksuit and go yeah. sit in the casino. <laughs> and the thing is, we barely scratched the surface oh, of yeah. the Delta. Oh, yeah, we didn't have nearly enough time. No, and there's other towns that I wanted to go to, like Rosedale and Greenwood. And, well, we went um, to Rose. Did we go to Rosedale? Um, we, we went just... to Cleveland. Cleveland, okay. Mm-hmm. And um, home of the Delta State Fighting Okra. Remember when we were in well, Cleveland? We went, but yeah, we went to we went to the, like a store, and, and I got a necklace there. I did too. <laughs> Fighting okra. Yeah, their mascot. It, it's the Delta State University. Yeah, their color is green. It's Delta it's State. Yeah, it's uh-huh. green. Uh huh. Green it's their color. Uh-huh. Green and white. And I didn't realize it's the they were the Fighting okra. <laughs> Bless y'all. <laughs> you know, I love interesting mascots. What is it? You see, Santa Cruz is the, like the, the banana, banana slugs. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Yeah. And then of course. There's, you know, minor league baseball. My favorite is the Montgomery Biscuits. Are you kidding? No. The Biscuits. Montgomery Biscuit. There is nothing more Southern than a biscuit. Well. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, we had, when I was growing up in North Carolina, we had, like, the Hickory, was it the Mudcats? I think it was the Hickory team. and We had, like, I think that was probably the most ridiculous name that we had. I can't. I know. Mudcats there are so catfish. many. Catfish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. There are so many more um, than this, and I am absolutely blanking right now. Well, um, speaking of posting pictures on Instagram, you can. Did you see that we are now? Okay, we're on iTunes. Yes. Um, we're so we, excited. We're on like a whole bunch of places now. Mm-hmm. All um, the all the places. All the places. All the things. So you can find us. At all the places and all the things. Anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you want to email us, which would be really awesome, um, email us and tell us like, what you think or what you want to hear or, you know, mm-hmm. how you're doing. Uh, you can email us at shouldbefuncast at gmail.com. Yeah. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at TSBFunCast. Right. Um, and thank you for those of y'all who have rated and reviewed the the podcast because we've got all kinds of like really nice um five-star ratings and thank you to uh those of you who've taken the time to do that and we also even have a couple of reviews which has been really nice let's see here thank many shouts out to cubs aaron who says (laughs) These, this should be fun and is. These ladies are a hoot. Oh my gosh. Um, so, if you would be interested in, you know, giving us a rating, we have nine so far, which is awesome. Feel free to go rate us and give us a comment. Uh, that would be really sweet. We'd really appreciate it. And, you know, keep in touch and keep listening and we'll keep putting stuff out because um, it's fun for us and it should be. And is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much to Two Cheers. Los Angeles pop band who has graciously allowed us to use their amazing song as our theme. It's so much fun. It is very fun. So go check out Two Cheers and their stuff on Spotify. And until next time, I'm Susan. I'm Ashley. And we appreciate you joining us and keep hanging out with us on This This Should Should Be Fun. Fun.